Hello, Fort Wayne. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and you're listening to the Mayor Tom Henry Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Now, this is episode number 55, recorded on Wednesday, March 24th, 2021, from Citizen Square in beautiful downtown Fort Wayne. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome Dr. Pascal Lasambe on the podcast. Dr. Lasambe is one of the key components of our new United Front initiative, which is part of Fort Wayne United. Last summer, after the social and racial unrest from the murder of, Dr. of George Floyd, Irik Headley brought this idea of a citywide initiative. Since then, I've been participating in United Front, which has been set up so that people can attend virtually. You're a very engaging speaker, Dr. Lasambe, and, and uh, you approach subjects that um, go from racial diversity to inclusion to uh, uh, segregation to discrimination in a wide variety of scientific and human brain uh, functions. So welcome, and uh, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about uh, not only the shared humanity curriculum that you're uh, putting your, uh, in your presentations for United Front, but I also have some personal questions as well. So if you let me get started, uh, tell us a little bit about your cultural background and what led you to, uh, to wanting to do this. I know uh, in your collegiate years you were in the scientific field, but you deviated from that and now uh, you're a tremendous motivational speaker and educational speaker. So what led you to, to moving from one field to another? First of all, thank you so much, May Henry, for having me. Thank you for your heart and your, um, your vision for racial reconciliation in the city of Fort Wayne. Um, we always say that leadership is where it starts, and I'm very thankful for you and your leadership in this regard. Um, thank you for that first question as well. Um, May Henry, uh, my family comes from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and um, the the demographic of the Republic of the Congo was a very prosperous nation for a long time and unfortunately due to some dictators that came in um, there was a lot of unrest and so our family moved to Nigeria where my dad was studying to get his PhD in English literature actually um, at the University of Ibadan. From Nigeria we moved to South Africa and that's where I spent a lot of my formative years and as I was living in South Africa you know we were very approximate to the history of the country. Um, from where, from the British to the Dutch to the tensions that arose with the natives that were living there at the time. And, and so a part of this narrative was one of my heroes, Nelson Mandela, who went to prison for 27 years. And in prison, he wrote a lot and he thought a lot. And when he came out of prison, a lot of people saw him as the symbol um, for vengeance. They said, now Mandela is out, he's going to fight for black people to seek revenge after apartheid and a rule of dominance and hu inhumanity. Nelson Mandela came out and said, we need to unite. We need to unite under a common cause of our humanity because that is how we progress and we will move forward as a nation. So as a young boy um, in South Africa at the time, seeing that model was so important and that was the first time I started to see how important adults modeling behavior was. And so that type of philosophy stuck with me and as I went into science, you know, I, I was also fascinated by the natural world. I was invested in how the human body worked, how the world worked and the interrelationship between the different systems of life. 
And as I studied the brain and as I understood the brain, I really started to fall in love with human behavior. Why we do what we do, in, if anything, to understand my own behavior and sometimes shortcomings. And then I pivoted a little bit um, towards education and also towards this uh, cultural competence, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it is there that I saw where these two worlds collide in such a major way. And as I saw these two worlds, there was a theme that stuck out, that when we lead with empathy, when we lead with compassion, when we celebrate our shared and common humanity, and part of that humanity is the difference I bring to the table, when we start there, real healing starts to happen in the body, in a nation, as Mandela told us, and society as a whole. Wow. Now all of you know why I, I find this gentleman fascinating, and, and uh, we'll be getting into a little bit more about the uh, United Front and how we're moving this initiative forward. But before I go on to my next question, I, you know, you and I have a little bit in common. Uh, when I was in the Army many, many years ago, I was told that I was going to be serving a particular part of my term in the Army uh, in Africa. Wow. So I thought, well, I'm going to South Africa. And I was really excited about it, but uh, unfortunately, instead of going to South Africa, I went to North Africa. I was, uh, I was stationed in Ethiopia for about 19 months. I never got to South Africa, but we were in the same continent together, yes. so yeah, me to the north and you to the south. Thank but, you for your uh, service. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, thank you uh, for, for saying that, but uh, uh, I've always wanted to go back, and uh, not only to visit the the country that I was uh, blessed to serve in, but also I want to go back to South Africa. Yes. So, but we'll get, maybe someday. Uh, you know, in your teaching, in your in your lectures, uh, you talk about learning paths and uh, down uh, how people go down different roads. And I'm wondering how how do you uh, lecture to a group? Of individuals when you know they have diverse backgrounds. Uh, obviously some of us are politicians but I, I noticed in in today's group because you gave a, a talk today you know we had uh, public safety personnel, we had educators, we had social workers. Uh, are the words that you're giving us are they, uh, are they uh, uh, applicable to all of us uh, or uh, do you need to, to go off in different, in different paths of your own in order to help us understand? Thank you, Mayor Henry, for, for bringing that question up. At the end of the day, I think the reason why we are emphasizing this idea of the shared humanity is because it's a uniting force. At the end of the day, when I talk about a certain experience, you are able to connect with me on that experience because the needs I have, the interests I have at the core of my humanity are also your interests and your needs. The way we go about fulfilling those needs might be different, but I think the, the point here is if, as Dr. Martez from IPFW said, or PFW now, I need to take off my shoes in order to step into somebody else's shoes. And so what that means is we are starting from a common place of need and a common place of interests as per our shared humanity. Mm -hmm. Now, as I understand your story and how you go about fulfilling those interests and needs, you add value into my world because I'm seeing the world from a different vantage point. I'm seeing the world through your eyes. 
And while I may not always agree with your mechanism or your method, I am united and connected to you because of that shared humanity. You know, human beings have a unique ability to cooperate with each other. We are social beings. And when we operate within structures, let's think of traffic. When I'm driving on the road, I know that I have to trust that you're not going to run a red light or I have to trust that you're not going to run a stop sign. We have a unique ability to cooperate with each other when there are structures, where there are guidelines in place. So we are elevating this narrative of divisiveness that exists in our society. And the research shows that we have never been this divided before. Does that surprise you? I mean, it, it does not surprise me because I think we are in an age where we are not prioritizing real relationships. We, we tend to, to prioritize the virtual and make judgments about people's lives based on what we see. And there's the, the, there is a lost art of really sitting down, enjoying a meal, understanding your experience. So this divisiveness, I think, is a product of how we have the option now of not having to engage in real life. You know, what, but what you talk about is, is a really asking us to change generations. I just read a book called Cast, mm. and it talks about generations, whether it's Indians or in America or um, in Nazi Germany, uh, how different people have, have uh, truly discriminated against others in their own country. Uh, so we're talking about generations of behavior. And now you're asking us to change our whole thinking. How, how are you going to do that? I think, Mayor Henry, that's a great question. And I think it all starts with context. You know, as we talk to people who have been in those systems, and maybe they've been products, either the recipients or um, on the other side of it where it didn't serve them well, we have a unique ability to learn from history. We have a unique ability to learn from people's experiences. We have a, an, an ability to learn from people's cultures. And as a society, it seems to me, and this is my personal opinion, that we don't give enough credence to the experiences of people. And so when we walk into organizations even, there is such wisdom that you can glean from people who have been there for a while. They've seen the culture. They've, they can diagnose where things have gone wrong. And once we don't amplify those voices, once we don't listen to people's experiences, once we don't try and understand what the historical perspectives of these issues are, then we cannot learn from them. And so we need to be open to not only listen to the loudest voice, but to also give credence and give a place and a, and a platform for people, real people who are on the ground experiencing this to share their wisdom and knowledge. And you have said on more than one occasion that what Fort Wayne is currently offering uh, started offering uh, beginning of this year and it will last an entire year uh, that what we're what we're offering uh, with your uh, participation is unique yes. that even though you get around and you lecture all over uh, what Fort Wayne is trying to do as far as this new initiative uh, it, it, as I said it is unique 
uh, and may be worth sharing with others. Uh, what, at the end of this year, when our sessions are finished, what do you really hope to accomplish? What I hope, and, and, and I'm hearing this already, is that the main point that we have to keep in mind is this work starts with each one of us. Being able to make a change within ourselves. Encouraging people to reflect on biases they may have. And biases don't always have to be negative. They're around as a protective mechanism, but sometimes they can be negative. When you're interacting with someone and you've said something that maybe reinforces a preconceived notion or doesn't show respect or send a message of validation and affirmation, how do you respond to that? The humanity that we are talking about, that we're hoping to engage in, is that you will have the skills and the tools to occupy that space and negotiate that space. So if people are increasing their levels of personal reflection, that is a win. No, I'm sorry. I, I, was, yes. I was just thinking, though, and you and I had a chance to talk about it earlier. I'm a firm believer in a lot of the uh, mores and characteristics uh, and personalities of individuals are really formed at a very early age. Yes. And I, I, I believe that what uh, a lot of what you're telling us today. Uh, what we should do now is take that home and begin to plant that in our children yes. or in our grandchildren yes. because that, uh, to me, that will have a, a real meaningful effect. Trying to make, make us aware of what's going on I, at, at my age I think I can increase my awareness, but until such time as I'm willing to uh, put that in, in my children's thinking pattern at a very young age, uh, it's really not going to have a long-lasting effect. Is that yes, yes, and that's what we're after. We're after building legacy here, and that's what this work is going to initiate. When we unlock the potential mm -hmm. in people they will have to pass it down. When we are speaking about belonging, respect, affirmation, gratitude, joy, and negotiating even a space that we don't agree with, with humanity and dignity as the prime focus, we will see a shift in our society. And our kids are watching. They learn from modeled behavior. And so if I'm able to go back to my home and to my business place, etc., and start to model what that looks like, even if we hear something a kid says that can be prejudicial or discriminatory, really pausing and taking the time to ask that child questions and educate that child on a value system that really, really brings people together, I think we will really see continue to see, because it's already happening, continue to see a change in our homes, in our city, because they, they are carrying the torch for this work. And we're going to have to do it, I would think, more than just interpersonal relationships. A lot of our social media, electronic yes. media, written media, it's all going, to me, it's all going to also, uh, they're also going to be put in a position of being a part of that change agent. Yes. Because, you know, it's interesting when, when my grandchildren 
uh, and I watch television, so often they put people in this in a stereotypical, yes. you know, a lot of times on, on television, uh, they show the father figure as not being too smart. Yes. You know, the, the mother figure is always the, the knowing body. It's, it's, it's the father uh, who doesn't know anything. He's the guy who's clumsy. He's the guy who is not very uh, socially aware. And my grandchildren want to know, they ask me if that's true. So and, and when they first asked me that years ago, it, it, it stuck with me mm -hmm. that these young people, they have these fertile minds and they're, 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 they're grasping this stuff at a very early age. So I think what you're saying is, 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 is not only true as far as our own interaction with our children, but we have got to get the media, all forms yes. of the media behind it. Exactly, Mayor Henry, and um, as we were talking about before, I think we need to also be a loud voice in that conversation. Mm -hmm. If you, as a grandfather, can provide a counterexample or provide an experience in your life where this wasn't true, then you have then introduced a counterexample to what they have seen. But if that conversation doesn't happen, if you don't speak from your life experiences, or if you don't speak a truth that is real to you, then all they will run with is this depiction. And it'll start to get reinforced over and over again. And so that's why this is a call to action for the adults to start to be a loud voice in these kids' life. And not only the media, but we need to step up and start to, to indicate to our kids that Despite what you might consume, let me bring you into my life and tell you where this hasn't been true. And introducing that counter-narrative will be successful in shifting perspective. I'm glad you said that because I told my grandchildren that actually grandfathers are the exact opposite of what, <laughs> what was on television. Uh, how, how can individuals or, or businesses uh, get involved in United Front because I know it's open to everybody and not only uh, do a significant number of people attend your lectures, but thousands of people have zoomed in and used other forms of social media to be a part of this. But uh, what about those individuals who aren't? If, if, if I want to as an individual or if my company wants to, how can they get involved in this? Excellent question, Mayor. You know, I think we have a great, the best team. And we have David Nicole, who's our lead administrator. We have um, a team of people who are really um, invested in bringing people around the table. We have we are active on social media. Um, we are active. We have a website that individuals can go to, and we want to meet you where you are. So I think the entry level is low, and what we hope is that you will go to this website called unitedfrontinitiative.com, unitedfrontinitiative.com, and there are instructions there on how to sign up. Your biggest commitment that we ask is your investment, your time in, in progressing in your knowledge in this common language so that you can change yourself, your home, your city, your organization, and this nation. We are carrying this brand for unity. And May, I am so pleased that Fort Wayne is answering a call that not many cities are answering in this narrative, in this way. 
because this is the model. This is the model that is going to bring change in our homes, in our organizations, in our region, and in our country. And I, I firmly believe that people will start to look at us and pay attention and start to use this as a model going forward. It's powerful. Well, there is nothing more that I would like than to have Fort Wayne used as a, as a model or as a template for other communities as far as trying to, to change the dialogue yes. and the thinking in yes. our respective communities. Dr. Zambe, that's unfortunately all the time we have for today. Uh, seriously, I can't thank you enough for sharing your knowledge, wisdom, and heart with our community. Our world still has a ways to go to achieve racial equality and understanding. But we are moving in the right direction. We have established dialogue and conversation. And quite frankly, Dr. Samba, you've already had a tremendous impact on our city, and I hope you know that. Thank you. Thank uh, not only with my staff, who I know attends a lot of your lectures, and if they can't attend, they certainly uh, zoom in. Uh, but uh, me personally, uh, getting to know you has been extremely refreshing in a time where, where we're all full of angst yes. and, and worry. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for being a part of Fort Wayne. I also want to thank you listeners for tuning in today. It is another great day in the city of Fort Wayne. Let's keep our momentum going. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and we'll see you again soon.